11 o'clock comics episode 229 <laughs> wasn't annoying enough I had to say nine. Oh my goodness. All together this week. It's a good thing. Yeah, man. Dude, I seriously, I I woke up this morning and I was like, today just feels like one of those days where I didn't want to just talk to you guys via Skype. Like, today, I, I just, I, it was weird. It was kind of like a... It was like a convention type day. I felt I just I needed to see you guys. I didn't want. Oh my to goodness! Yeah, no, it was weird. It was weird. And, you know, and then I had some great to watch some football. That's true. Yeah, get that Kickstarter going. I'm amazed at how many people hate on Kickstarter. No, it's not right. Kickstarter is amazing. Someone posted an article today on it was called I saw the link on Twitter, but it was calling uh, quick Kickstarter the uh, QVC of the millennium. That's bullshit. You know what Kickstarter is? Kickstarter is the diamond of the new millennium because diamonds going away. How could you not see it? it? It's like every every publisher in the in the world that kicks out physical copies of books. They didn't really understand what happened when the internet hit. It's like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. We'll weather this. You're not going to weather it. Dude, let's happen. think about the economics for a second. So the um, the uh, Kickstarter leaving Megalopolis by Gail Simone uh, and Jim Kelly four. So they're roughly around a hundred grand raised already. Yeah. Like think about that. Like they raised a hundred grand, and they're probably going to be just based probably another. We'll probably get to one fifty probably by the end. Just you know, based on the current trajectory. So they're gonna they're gonna raise more money to put out their own book. And then, prefer you know, hopefully, obviously, with that much money, keep some profits. Then they probably make from comics in a year working for. That's what I'm saying. For what, what's what's preferable? Ta- taking it to a, a publisher and maybe getting it printed, maybe not getting it printed. But if you do get it printed, you're giving a sizable portion of your profits to the people who are just printing and distributing your thing. So is, Ra- extru- Ra- is Ryan it- Ryan Brown has been shopping his stuff for years with God yeah. hates astronauts yeah. and and blast furnace. You know what? doing a kickstarter he yep. is publishing blast furnace now and yep. that kickstarter is doing well and he's actually gone from he met his goal and now he's doing stretch goals yep. and right. dude exactly and i mean and i'm i'm dying for like jim rug to do something on kickstarter you know yeah I mean, well he doesn't have to it, yet but uh well, no, well it's not about have to it's not about have to it's about it's a better, and, it's a better business model. and jim california don't need to either but yeah i can't i can't wait for molly danger can't wait, and I'm so excited. I'm Stop so it, Vince. excited. What? No, no he's no, laughing he's, because he doesn't, no, like, he doesn't like no. Jim Calafiore. I like, I do like him. Don't be spreading no. that shit around because I do no. like him. But what I'm saying is, do, do do you give up a sizable portion of your income and rights to a character just to get it distributed by a big publisher, or you go to Kickstarter and reap all the rewards yourself? Duh. It's not even. There's no question. You go to Kickstarter, and I don't understand these guys hating on it. it it's the, see, it's the I, format. I the other day, like, oh well, there's lots of Kickstarters that don't get funded. I'm like, that's good. That's yeah. You want that. That's you the shit and diamond that doesn't sell. Gets funded. You you want an environment where good stuff that has genuine interest gets funded. That's it's democratic. The cool thing about a Kickstarter is nothing gets funded that that is not actually in demand. 
There's no missteps. I, I got to say, there's a lot of Kickstarters that I see, and I go, wow, that's really cool. And I watch them, and they don't get funded. Sure. And, and you know, so it's maybe my taste I gotta, sucks. Yeah, I mean, I've acted <laughs> close to 20 projects now, and I've never had one not funded. Uh, yeah. There's one. I, I don't want to say the name of it because I don't want to jinx it, but I really like the guy's ben, art. Vince's European vacation fund? No, 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 no. I really like the guy's art, and... Uh, it, I think he's going to have a really hard time getting the thing funded because his write-up, not all that great. It's it's the, oh, I'm such a laid-back artist that I'm so artsy-fartsy. I can't even be bothered to tell you exactly what this book is about. You know? yeah, and it, it's, yeah, it, sure. it's a half-assed pitch, but the art is really good, and, and it, it it's in my wheelhouse. Let's just leave it like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't well, think he's going to it's you know There is a certain amount of work about it that with the Molly Danger stuff, I mean, Jamal was sending out Kickstarter updates daily on that, and when it got funded, I couldn't help but find out because I got it from eighteen freaking sources that they had met their goal, and I was just like, oh, you know, I was bordering on this is annoying to oh wow, they just covered their bases, and if you if you had contributed to this in any way, they want you to know. Yeah. So you know, it you was, know what yeah. it also is? It's also about first impressions. When you click on that. The image of the Kickstarter and the page that you see when it comes up, you get the video and then the pitch. If mm-hmm. you have you have one chance to convince these people that your your Kickstarter is worthwhile, look at what the Creature Box guys did. That was the yeah. slickest ass yeah. promotion I have ever seen on Kickstarter. You're right. Everything was was designed to the teeth. Every every tier had its own little graphic with its own little pitch with beautiful typography and bam i was like this is really nice and then you go to some and it's just a paragraph and there's really nothing else to accompany it so you got there's no wonder why some of the stuff doesn't get funded it makes me feel bad though because i think some of them are really worthwhile it's just that you can tell that the the people aren't putting the effort into it and so you reap what you sow right well look um someone on the forums is doing a campaign right and uh, well, they're a listener, I should say, and then they just joins the forums to talk about it. Yes. And you know, and and I was, I was the only one, but I was honest with him on the forum because I said, listen, you know, since he, I wouldn't have just gone out and said this to the guy if I didn't know him, but he came on the forum to say, hey, here's my project. So I said, listen, I like what I see, but it's not something that I would generally back because your incentives are not attractive enough. You know, like you're, like he was trying. I think like he's putting out a single issue, right? Just trying to fund a single issue of like a yeah. four or six issue series. And, you know, I thought that for what they were asking, it's just not worth it. Like, why would I pay 10 bucks to get a 20 for, for For a $3 comic. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but, yeah. but, and other people chimed in. And to their credit, they heard the criticism and they vastly changed their tears. So now it's much so better. I didn't know you can do that. Sure. Yeah. You can do it. I think he more. had to, uh, he had to like mark the ones that were already there, like sold out or something. Like, he may, mm-hmm. there oh. may be certain things you can't change once you've initiated. Uh, a project, but well, that's you can enough. modify it because I mean, obviously they're including stretch goals and things like that. So I mean, you can right. make changes, but um, but yeah, once it's officially laid down, I guess you'd have to mark. Stretch it. goals are awesome. That, oh, that's, really again, are. that yeah. creature box thing—they were just they just kept throwing stuff at that. I think like the next stretch goal for like I draw comics is just going to be follow Brian Stegman around for twenty four hours. And, uh, uh, dude, I, talk about two guys that God, fell into a pot of gold. Seriously, it's a smart idea. They didn't really? fall into it. It's a smart idea. I'm tempted to buy two just to keep one good, but that's you know that's that collector mentality. I mean, I don't think Ryan will love you any more than he already does, David. So 
Oh, yeah. I don't right. Imagine if Chris Somney did it. <laughs> <laughs> what, if we, what if Chris Somney called this book "I Draw David"? Oh my God! By the way, who in the hell are you, three people? Hey, everybody! It's eleven o'clock comics, and here's my boy. What's up? Uh -oh. Okay, get the charger. Uh, eleven o'clock comics, and, and I'm Vince B. Yes, you are, and I'm I'm Vince B. Junior. Give me a dab. <laughs> Boom! Get going. <laughs> <laughs> Do if I, I, I know I, I'm I'm Chris Neesman. Yeah, you are. I am. Uh, I'm I'm David Price. Oh yeah, and fresh from my pod, I'm John Prophet. <laughs> oh, dude, are we gonna double team that? Oh, you know it. Like nice. I'm like power up in here. You are. We can't spill any of the beans because I think it's very important to experience that third issue unblemished. They can't go in, and you can't know you can't know anything about that third issue. Well, Am I right? How are we gonna we, double team it then? We can double team it. You can talk about stuff without being real specific. And, no, you're not John Prophet. You are Jason Wood, everybody. Back in again. the house. And guess what? As usual, we're sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. And you know what's up this month? Check this out. You can get from writer Mike Richardson. Already, you know what company this is coming out of, right? Mm -hmm. The Dark Horse. Written by Mike Richardson, art and covered by the great Stan Sakai. It's the first issue of a five-issue miniseries called 47 Ronin. Yes. Cover price $3.99, your price $1.99. Do the math, cut in half. From DC, Batwoman, the hardcover volume two, To Drown the World. Written by J.H. Williams, Hayden Blackman, art by Amy Reeder, and various. Uh, cover price $22.99. Your price, eleven forty nine. Again, half price. This one really surprised me. I I, I didn't um came out of nowhere actually. From a, a company called a Azern Publishing, double A Z U R N Publishing. It's the Indie Comics Horror number one. Forty eight pages for let's see, four seventy five, but it's forty five percent off. You're gonna get it for two dollars and sixty one cents. The cover by Tim Tyler is very Reminiscent of uh, Von Bodie's Space Jockey cover to Creepy 64. Whoa. Yeah, and not, not not stylistically, just the way the damn thing looks. If you took Von Bodie's Space Jockey and said, "Update this for the uh, the new millennium," that's so if it was what, like if you took Von Bodie's cover and put it on the covered blog, this would yeah, be that. different interpretation of the same. Nice. Yeah, it's very 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 close. Uh, so it's 48 pages written by Rob Anderson, various, uh, Tim Tyler did the cover. There's a lot of people involved in this. It looks really good. And from IDW, and lately we should just call this 11 o'clock IDW comics because they've been putting out a lot of great stuff. From writer Dwayne Swierzynski. There we go. Very yes. Nice. Nicely Art, done, Vince. Thank you. Art by Nelson Daniel and Paul Gulacy. It's Judge <laughs> Dredd. Judge Dread number one. Come on, you got to give it a shot. It's Dread. Uh, three ninety nine cover price as the typical IDW cover price. You can get it for dollar ninety nine half price. DCBService.com, dudes, go there. And if you're a first time customer, David, what's the code that will net them an additional eight percent off their already hugely discounted order? Why it's nothing more than EOC eight. EOC 8 will get you an extra 8. Just go there. You'll be surprised at how cheaply you can get your books. DCBService.com. Amazing. There you go. Are we so all keep... drinking? We are. You know it. 
Well, Vince, why don't you lead us off on our drink roll call? For Good, this I can evening. do that because I'm drinking the same thing I'm always drinking. Ying. Uh, my boy. I'm a creature of habit. Go yeah, back you to the, are. Go back to the Sam Adams. I was happy about that. Well, me too, but yeah, that's gone. I drink that fast. <laughs> drink it fast. Yeah, <laughs> drink good. it because it's real good. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, do you guys? I, I guess I got a new version of Skype on the like it up downloaded, and okay. there's this little icon in the top right corner of my screen now. And whoever is talking, it oh, mine's down to. at the bottom, bottom right because I moved. It's neat, it. but yeah, it's we get weird. that. I, I don't know if I don't know if it's on the Mac version, Jason. I, I'm it using is the, not on the, the Windows version. laptop right now. Yeah. Dab, you would appreciate this. Speaking of, uh, you see, Nokia unveiled their. Windows 8 based line of smartphones today and the stock was down 13% afterwards. Oh my god, it was better dude. off before the announcement. Oh my god. Dude, no I've never heard of a company unveiling a whole new line of phones and then getting decimated. That's how much <laughs> the world is an Apple world now. People are like, "Yeah, the fuck out." They're like, "No one's going to buy this thing." They're like, yeah, "You know I mean, the Apple I'm... you know the iPhone 5 is coming out?" They're like, "No one's going to buy these." Oh, it's That's it's funny. I it never mind that it's I mean, yeah, it, it's Nokia. They obviously they had their day, and and I'm sure they can still make good hardware. But it's it's Nokia competing with iPhones and people who make Android based phones. But it's Nokia running Windows 8. Yeah, Ugh. rough dude. It's just I, not have, a good I have not heard good things about Windows 8. Did did it drive you to drink, David? You know, <laughs> nice, Christopher. I, oh, that was smooth. Let him go. Nice bag. Right now that Jason told me about it, yes, I'm going to very quickly down my whiskey sour. Ooh. Ah, hitting the whiskey sours again. <laughs> nice. Well, Jason, um, what is your Nokia-inspired <laughs> beverage? I think David's getting it from behind. I am a drinking giggly light lager. Oh, really? While we back on the regimen? No, not really. I just that's what was in the fridge. So cool. I wish I could speak for yeah. down thirty five. Wow, cool. dude! Oh, yep. Congrats, that's huge. Yeah, not bad. A little so bit more to go. Hmm. What are you going to shave the front? Uh, uh, <laughs> so bad. He is bad. Uh, it's it's because I've been playing a lot of tennis, which is weird for me because I never thought I would like that um, that sport. But yeah, I'm playing tennis like three four times a week right now. Sweet. It's great, wow. and still watching what I what I eat. But the tennis just offsets what I'm drinking. Which tonight um, I should be in rare form because on my way home I met a friend at the Revolution Brewing Tap Room and um, had a nice little sampler and uh, and a couple. Of uh, their new for the season Mad Cow Milk Stout, <laughs> which I am now drinking a pint, a full, a full pint of right now. Uh, I've talked about uh, Left Hand Milk Stout uh, in the past; is one of my absolute favorite uh, stouts. As we get into into fall, and you know what? It's we're we're past Labor Day, so we're officially into um, heavier. That's why you're playing beer. tennis, right? So you can still you can still wear white. Exactly. Yeah, even though, no, I, I wear all black in tennis because I'm badass. <laughs> You're badass, oh my god. No, actually I suck because I've only been playing for five weeks. So that's, uh, I, I, I do what I can. Uh, but this is a very black beer. Uh, if you are a fan of stouts, uh, I like the, uh, uh, the stouts that are made with, uh, uh, lactose. It's with the, uh, the milk sugars and 
that's what this is. And it's got a, a hefty 7.9% alcohol content. Oh, nicely so, that's done. That's good alcohol <laughs> content. Oh, Respect. yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so get me early tonight. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, Revolution Brewing. Uh, if they're selling in your area, scoop it up. It is uh, uh, quickly becoming my favorite brewer in Chicago, and not because the brewery is like the uh, six blocks from my house. Yeah, actually, it is. <laughs> it's very convenient. It is too convenient. So why don't we? Uh, why don't you go first then? So you're not all nasty and. Well, yeah, why don't you go first? Oh, thanks, <laughs> uh, No, you, 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 the more you drink, you have a tendency to. You know. Yeah, it's okay. Go. To go I mean, this is, this is your, as much as your show as it is ours. Uh, I read one thing this week and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I've been a little, a little skeptical, but you know, whenever uh, a series or, or a group of books comes out, and you see some really nice names attached to it, and and not just that. Case uh, people that we've become acquaintances with uh, over the years, and when uh, when DC had their uh, their Earth One uh, come out, and and people were pretty skeptical about it, and even started to pan it, and then it become then it became one of their biggest sellers, and a you know New York Times bestseller, and then all of a sudden you know Superman Earth One's the greatest you know comic book ever ever printed it was not with a whole lot of surprise that marvel was going to follow suit with something very similar and uh you know i think everyone you know saw that pretty clearly as an answer to earth one with marvel's uh uh, season one graphic novel series and i read uh the hulk season one this jeez nice Uh, it's Fred Van Lenny and Tom Fowler, and yes. so, so any sort of um, trepidation I, I would have had as far as oh, this is just an answer to, to DC, which you know, both companies you know just kind of paddle ball back and forth with stuff. You know, whatever works for one, you're going to see the other the other company come out with something very similar, and and that's kind of how I was when I first heard about it. But then you know, Fred Van Lenny and Tom Fowler working on a Hulk book. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Care original motivation for the project was those two guys know what they're doing, and uh, and Tom was actually in uh, in town in Chicago for a sci-fi convention this past weekend, and and so I got to talk with him a little bit about it, and it it, it um, definitely pushed me over the edge to check it out. I had been I'd been tardy on it and uh so i picked it up and read it over the last couple days and if you're looking for an updated very exciting and adventurous retelling of the the hulk origin where it kind of distills 40 years of of hulk mythos into a into a new uh, a new retelling of the origin. This is it. Now, now, when you say updated, yep. Do you mean that it it takes place present day? Yeah. Now, how old is Banner? Uh, Banner appears to be probably in his early thirties. Oh, okay. So That's good. I don't want him to be like you know Peter Parker's uh, yeah, he's not a age when he's. No, oh, yeah, good, no. good, good. And I would imagine. I mean, considering we've had we've had the Gamma Bomb from the original Lee and Kirby. Run. We had the we we had Bill Bixby hooked up in that chair that Edward Norton borrowed. We had um, 
whatever Eric Bana did in in his movie. So I mean, we've had we've had different ways for Bruce Banner to be hit with gamma radiation. How how is how does it happen this time around? This is a a gamma bomb, which they call the Little Green Man. I think is what they they actually. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and it's it's Rick Jones is uh has wandered his way uh onto the testing grounds and they're past the uh the point of of no return in the countdown and and banner runs out to to save this kid and gets irradiated with with um with the gamma bomb and uh because he isn't incinerated and because the apes there are apes uh, as as you know for for testing um that were kind of uh, caged in the in the blast radius uh because they weren't all incinerated the government looks at this as a massive failure i mean they mm. he should have been obliterated but he wasn't and uh nobody knows the the mutation that that's taken taken effect with him now where this origin differs from the original Hulk origin and where it does wrap in a lot of a lot of past history it is a true mutation and the reason that Banner is the Hulk is because there was already um, an existing mutation to his gene sequence mm. oh that's cool that existed because his father was was a was a scientist who had performed uh, a lot of radioactive experiments, and that coupled with his abuse uh, taken as a child, which was the original psychological uh, origin of the beast, that coupled with the gamma radiation creates the Hulk. Hmm. So it's it's a it's a it's a very you know, interesting and and you know psychological twist of of stuff that's been you know explored in, in the last few years as far as you know his relationship with his father and what with his mother and then you get you get plenty of Thunderbolt Ross and and mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, aim even though they're not called aim they're called them yeah <laughs> <laughs> are, are they giant ants. No. Ah, nice. <laughs> no, it's obviously AIM, and and uh, uh, I don't know if it's an, an offshoot of AIM, but uh, uh, no, it's uh, you know, and you got Rick Jones and the whole gang. But uh, you know, I'm uh, thinking that origin's kind of smart. It's because very smart. well, no, because uh, yeah, as much as I live and breathe the Silver Age stuff, right? I think readers today need things to be a little bit more fleshed out. They need they need reasons for things like okay, bomb blows up, Bruce Banner gets caught in in the blast. He's the Hulk. That's all we needed, right? Just, Back then. Just, now I think these the, the kids need a little bit more, and I think that's true. that's really smart for doing that. Case in point, I'm watching Jaws with my with my boys. Oh, it's best weekend. It was like watching it with like a freaking marine biologist. My son's like, shark couldn't do that. <laughs> that, 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 that. Shark would never do that. That's ridiculous. I'm like, dude, you're nine years old. How are you? That? <laughs> I'm like Shark Week has ruined Jaws for everyone. Oh, the apple does not fall far from that tree. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I still say Frankencastle was a good story that started stupidly, but <laughs> the uh, it, it not only 
that Vince was saying about having it fleshed out. This is an OGN, so it's not you don't have you don't have someone to string along for six months hoping to get a complete right, story right. padding along. So it's nice to get something for 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 the stack of pages you're getting. It's it's nice to get uh, yeah. a beginning, middle, and end. And and Ooh. I've read. I started reading the Daredevil one. I haven't finished it yet, mm-hmm. but I, I do like the packaging. I like the presentation of them. They are hardcovers, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw pages from Tom when he was working on it, and I yes. know it looks gorgeous. I haven't seen the actual finished product yet, though. Oh, it 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 looks amazing. I mean, it's an absolute. I mean, Tom Tom knocked it out of the park. So the story is interesting, and no and surprise there. Great job of plotting and scripting it, and, and Tom's art is absolutely amazing. So I mean, it's it's a great OGN. Now my problem with with the line is that is that it stops. Um, it's I mean, this is you know this is like the pilot episode. You know they call it season one, so we'll stay with the TV analogy. Um, and my question is, what happens next? So now you take all characters. You have your Daredevil, your Spider Man, your FF. You know. Now- I, whatever. What what is there a season two? Do we continue? And if so, how so? Okay, so <laughs> my my net my, so my question to you is: I did flip through the uh, hopeless McKelvey X Men season one, which looked gorgeous. And when you get to the end of the main story, there are a few pages of the. Kieran Gillen, Uncanny X Men series that kicked off after Schism. Is the, are there no preview pages for anything Hulk related in the back of season one? Uh, not that I saw. Uh, well, that would actually be hard to do at this point in time. Well, right, that that that's true too. Because I mean, well, but see, that's like what um what Casada used to do when when the first issue of the events book came out, whether it was Secret Invasion or Civil War or whatever. He would get you get to that last page. And he would be able to pimp you know, other trades of these characters in these other books, Man Without right. Fear, or you know, essentially. Right. So they could they could give you a page of if you like this story, you may also like. Granted, it will be a different Hulk than the version you just read. Right. But what I mean is, Red Hulk is ending. Red Hulk ending. Red Hulk is ending. You have right. Wade you book coming out. You have uh, the Aaron oh, that's true. Incredible that's Hulk true. that that that's ending soonish. Mm-hmm. Which is probably going to be my in your travels tonight, but and it's a crazy it, new, new Marvel now Incredible Hulk, where he's got like cyberonic, indestructible yeah. Hulk with with oh, yeah. yeah with Mark Wade and and Lanil Yu, which looks pretty cool. It's got a very nice European feel to it, but yeah, but yeah. So I mean, so I mean, the timing for the Hulk book is is somewhat better than the ones from before, because the uncanny the the X Men season one came out probably earlier this year, and and I mean they've they've been coming out for a while now, so. Now, at least with Marvel now starting, mm-hmm. the Hulk one has a little bit of a leg up compared to the other ones when they were coming out. Plus, the Red She-Hulk's getting her own book. Yay! Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, she's taking the place of the uh, the Red Hulk. Oh, uh, okay. I can yeah, do so. Out of Gamma. She's got her own miniseries? I think it's an ongoing. She's got her own miniseries? Another miniseries? <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> and they, what they did was they they mimicked the uh, the cover of the original She Hulk. Remember? Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cover? Not well, not the first run She Hulk, the burn. Oh, the burn with stuff. The, yeah, yeah, with the yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. That he that he 
homaged himself. Dude, I was saying that this this past month's previews, at least for me, was one of the latest orders ever. But mm-hmm. this this previews I just got, it's massive, 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 massive. It was hefty for me as well. Dude, the uh, the artist edition, the Mad Magazine. Forget yeah. it, dude. Yeah, I didn't know all that. over it. I know X Force Omnibus all over it. <laughs> I ha- I had to actually cut stuff because there was my, my kids um, kind of guilted me into order. There was a a Legend of Zelda book out of Dark Horse yeah. that was like thirty eight dollars, but you know uh, our our fine sponsor had it for twenty and change, which was good. But still, adding twenty bucks to my order, uh, so I, I sacrificed a, a couple. Like you care about twenty bucks? Oh, uh, hey, you know what I mean. I, I sacrificed a few of my titles to get them the the, sure you did. the Zelda thing. By the way, I see Guido Guidi's doing the Transformers stuff. Yeah, yeah. I might get me to read back to read to try the, it again. Damn, best name in comics, Guido Guidi. Guido. <laughs> Your parents had imagination. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what else do we got? Chris, we're still stuff. here. Yeah. Let's let David go. How about that? Oh yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, I was. Just going through some of um, some of the things. David always seems hesitant, by the way. Well, yeah, because I don't know how to. I never really know how to start it off, and I was I was actually tweaking some he of my notes. Say, he so, the of, yeah, this is not really good, but I'm gonna tell you about it anyway. <laughs> well, uh-huh. see if I mention. Never mind the. See, because no, I'm just going to talk about the work. I'm not going to talk about how batshit insane the creator may be these days. The um, I was going through my Dark Horse digital app since I mentioned the the Grendel the Rose on the bus last week. I figured before I get any more digital Dark Horse books, let me go through what I have on the bookshelf in the app. And I remembered that months ago, when it was insanely discounted, I picked up the um the Sin City collection. Yeah, yeah, you did. I did, and and uh, you know, and I I always read the original serialized story that 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 first appeared in, in Dark Horse Presents that they turned into a graphic novel that 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 they or trade paperback that they sort of made into the movie and they um and so I I know Marv I know the characters I know Basin City and I remember being familiar with some of the sequel stories set in the same environment with with most of the same characters um and it as i'm i'm i read this since last week i read um a dame to kill for the big fat kill and that yellow bastard so i still have a couple to get to but mm-hmm. i i read these three i it it really you know credit to the man it it they were page turners or in this case on the ipad they they were screen types i I could not. I had to see where it was going, and I like the way that Dark Horse has it set up because they don't. The chapter breaks are there because of where they were when when the print versions were coming out. But all the covers are at the beginning. The pinups are all at the end. So there's no nothing's breaking up the story. You're you're, you're getting all six or five chapters as 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 you can read them. Um, and and the, I, I know originally. Or at least in the first version or two, the Dark Horse app was um, was sluggish, was crashworthy. It, it, it there were some issues with it, and they have improved it because it it um, 
I still I still have a first generation iPad. I can't say that the app is slow or that it takes a while for the books to download because I'm I'm reading books that are all over 120 pages. So that's not going to just fly by. Now, what um, format are the actual books in? They're digital, same same as Comixology. So you don't you don't get the CBR. You buy. You go to the Dark Horse website or through the app, digital darkhorse.com and, and you can purchase the digital versions. They'll show up in your library on the iPad. And then they're on your bookshelf or they're in your collection and then you can download them to your bookshelf. So even though you bought them, you own them, you don't have to download them to your device until you're ready to read them. So they're not taking up any memory on the device. Okay, but once once they are on your device, you can you can delete what them. Form, your, what format are they in? Have you not, gone... It's, it's the same as, as Comixology. There's no CBR, no PDF. No CBC, so it's not. It's it's just like anything else. You're you're in air quotes renting it. I don't have I don't have a file that I can download to my computer to put on another device or transfer it. Um, but I I ate them up with a spoon. Everything was, but problem. I'm sorry. They're amazing. They they really are. I mean, I can't. Nothing. He's not. I mean, there were a couple of pages here and there, full pages where I, I mean, but it's it it's meant to be read as a beat. Nothing, everything is deliberate. He's not he's not just doing. Oh, here's a splash page of Miho with swords, and, and she's going to cut somebody's head off. It's just he didn't do it just to throw a, a an image of Miho with her with, with her nipple hanging out there. It was because it's she's methodical and and everything everything happens for a reason. You can't as 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 out there as you may feel. Frank Miller, the person is. He, he knows what he's doing when it comes to telling a sequential story. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can't, you can't dismiss that. You can't discount it. Um, he, I, I really don't have a problem with Miller separating the artist from the art. There, there, there may be mm-hmm. one or two other people out there that I'm like, uh, makes maybe, maybe think about it in a different light, but you, ex- you expect Frank to be, Fucking off his rocker at this point. Well, I, well, no. At this point, yes. At this point, I'm saying, if, if, holy terror! You got to read it. If, if you tell me, if you tell me, you know, if if, if we, we were talking about Frank Miller's Ronin were coming out, I'd say you were crazy, or I don't see it happening. But obviously, 25 years later, yeah. So the as far as Sin City goes, um, I was a little. There were times where, as I'm reading it. And this was my main problem with the movie. But there are times as I'm reading these stories, I don't know if I'm recalling this because I read the story before or if I remember seeing it in the movie. And that's my main problem with the movie when you the movie was basically just the comic book come to life. There was no there was no adaptation. There was no modifying it. It was just straight from the page moving pictures and you, you can even go back in the dvds and play it story by story absolutely. yeah yeah which is that, that cool yeah and again and and that first sin city story it, it, there's a small digest size version in in the dvd set i bought so i mean i have this i have the first story multiple times but um you know i as much as i've read that first story and i know marv and and I know the type of character he is. I've I've grown to, I guess, appreciate or enjoy the other characters in Sin City. I I do enjoy Dwight. Um, I I remember now. 
I remember Hardigan, and, and he was played by Bruce Willis in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember Hardigan from the movie. I don't really remember so much that yellow bastard. I remember I I remember Hardigan in jail, and and it it it. it as I see, her name is Nancy. Because at no point you don't there there are no. This story takes place twenty years before the events in the first and city. So if you're just picking up, and that's what I, I really like that is that you can pick up any one of these neo noir type stories and and just and read that yellow bastard without ever knowing who the hell Marv was or or so they they are all really good standalone stories and um and obviously. Through it's, the it's, it's 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 Sin City. It's the it's the the setting is is the star as much as the characters are, and that's something that that Ed Brubaker I think um, picked up and expanded on with with Criminal is that you have this world and characters will overlap and you will see them right. And and, and there's a bar in Sin City where Marv can be seen in the background in in the yellow bastard and they picked that up in the movie and so it's really it it's as much about the world that that miller is creating as, as much as any individual story but then you go and you look at each story and there are these these rich and memorable characters you look at Hart, and you look at marv and you look at nancy and you know it goes you know on down the line you know all of them that because they are through this bizarre Frank Miller neo noir spyglass, they're 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 these basic archetypes that that he is um, kind of uh, mutated, and and so they they become. I mean, Marv is at this point. I think Marv is an iconic comic book character. You know, you, oh yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, sure, he'd, I be, he'd, he'd be the character that you know, if, if if Art Adams is doing the cover of and showing a bunch of characters in the background as Superman's flying away, you'd have he could draw a thing and he could draw Marv and he could draw a couple other characters just hidden, all small. But Marv is is up there now, I would think, with with just those mainstream type yeah. type characters. You just you you recognize them and. Um, and I and and again, I I, I think Rourke, Mickey Rourke did a great job playing the character. It it, it you know it didn't take much to bring that to life, but it it he did play Marv really well. And and um and it was it's interesting reading them as they were published, not so much chronologically because otherwise I should have started with that yellow bastard because it obviously takes place with Nancy as, as an 11 year old girl. And, but I mean, you get characters that, that make an appearance again, like, like Manute, like Rourke. And, and I think so far without reading the last couple family values and, and, um, booze broads and bullets, I think the Helen back, I still have, but yeah, you, it starts to go off the rails with Helen. Yeah. Back. Okay. Yeah, You're I would not, agree. It's in a whole hell of a lot. I think he put um, that whole hallucination sequence in there just to draw fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. That was just his. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. By the way, the movie has nothing on the comics save for one thing, Carlo. Oh, Carlo. Yes, there you oh, go. My lord, yeah. I knew that was coming. Oh, you know, boy. and, and, and okay. if you're gonna get Jessica Alba to play Nancy, no, but no, come on, unveil. That, that, Let's that see. pissed me off a lot because now apparently 
the sequel or the follow-up movie is coming out and she's reprising the role as nancy and again so you're gonna you're gonna have her come back and again she's still not i don't it i understand she will if i ask her to well yeah just just knock her over the head but it's 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 that and i'm not saying i would trample over over jessica alba's limp dead body to have a moment with carla yes i i agree with you there absolutely (laughs) how about both of them hey well, I play favorites. Yeah. Well, we can't all be like you, Vince. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I do like how that yellow bastard does kind of. That's the that's the story that really kind of weaves things together because you have. I mean, it's 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 the story that takes place the farthest that I've read so far, the farthest back in time, with Hardigan just getting ready to retire with an eleven year old girl Nancy that that he rescues. I'm not saying he's retiring with her. I'm just saying that that's that that's just in the story at the beginning. And then you have um Hardigan ready to confess and, and admit his, his guilt, even though he isn't um guilty. And 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 we have we have Marv's DA friend or, or and, and who you know, Carla that that Jason mentioned. So she appears in in the first couple issues of this story and then and then you have um you have the uh the two well spoken car thieves who, <laughs> who who pop up here and I mean they really are and, and, and I mean and and everybody is is memorable and, and whether it's Mr. Schlub and Mr. it's just but there are there and I never know where I kinda know where everybody's going to end up at the end of the story, but I don't know. It really is the the journey with, with with me in Sin City because I know that when I'm getting to um, when 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 I'm reading um, Family Values and and we're we're finding out that that this whole backstory with 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 the mob and and this mob hit that went um, that could have that if 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 a stray dog wasn't involved then. The other, the rest of the events in this story would not have happened, and it's just you get to that last part of the story, and and that's when that's when Miller ties it all together, and and again, and it's just whether they go to Old Town, and that's where the the women of the night have control of their little part of town, and and. Cops are not allowed, and and it's just, I mean, it, 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 like Chris said, it really is that the setting is what makes a lot of these stories memorable. And I mean, it's it's, it's called it's called Sin City for yes. a reason. That's yep. where it's where everything happens. And you know, you just look at comics as as a medium, and and then you start to to think about you know the. The genre fiction aspect of it, and you know, we obviously have superheroes covered. And even though you can tell a lot of different types of stories within the the superhero um, you know construct, but then you look at you know crime, and then you look at romance, and, and neo noir is kind of this interesting you know cul de sac you know, subgenre, and. And Sin City is the, you know, undisputed neo noir comic book story that's that's been told. And I don't know if anyone ever needs to go back and tell anything like a Sin City again because it absolutely 
crystallized what that little subgenre should be in comic book form. I don't know if anyone needs to to do a, a modern noir story no, in no. comics anymore. Mm-hmm. It's because it's always going to be compared to Sin City. Yeah, it, it's it really is. I mean, this is I as as much as you know, Chris and I can talk about. Born Again, even though Miller only wrote that, and and we can talk about his Daredevil run, or, or Vince can talk about Ronan. I I do think that yeah. that uh, that if I if someone were to say, you know, what is what is what Frank, is Frank Miller? I would, yeah, I would just I would say since I mean it's yeah, I'm with you, David. I I I, uh, I definitely yeah, I, I'm with you. I I think. The thing I would hand off to anybody if they really want to see sort of Frank Miller at his best, pure Frank Miller at Sin City. I think that's his. But thing. you know, I, I don't want to. I'm not playing devil's devil's advocate, but yes, no, I'm not. I love Sin City, but I will say the impact of the book is far more in the visuals than it is yes. in, the, in the narrative because M- Miller didn't really invent anything with Sin City. He's just calling all these characters. From, from all the, the, you know, the, the noir stuff for over the years, you got the, you know, Hammett and, and all the, and Parker and all the famous noir authors and all the characters that they used in their stories. He just took the best of the best, made them his own, but it's the visual style of Sin City that is so revolutionary. You know, yes, yes and no. I think he created. You you look at you look at, at at the characters in that book and and whatever level of creation you want to call it you know Marv is a creation. Oh yes. cool. yeah sure yes. but but it's an amal- it's he's an amalgamation of all these genre tropes that you get in in all this noir stuff. I mean and, and I think that was another reason what kind of kicked me. Make it any less of a creation. To- to, no, to, to but it's read. not. It, the, 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 I don't think the, the the revolution of the title is not in the characters or the storytelling. Visually, Sin City looks like nothing that came before. No, it's with, all, with the exception. All right, yeah, Steranko did a lot of that chiaroscuro stuff back in the in the sixties. I'll give him that. But Miller kicked everybody in the ass with Sin it City. Did. It did. You go from drawing in a certain style with Daredevil. And then you put out Sin City. What? What is yeah. this even the same goddamn guy? The, the the germ was there in the Daredevil stuff, but Sin City was like a wake up call. Look, I can do yeah. this too. It's like having a a style that is a certain it's, it's, level it's, of accomplishment, like Daredevil. You can look at his Daredevil I, and you say this is really accomplished, right? And then you look at Sin City. It's like. This is a, accomplished as well, but it's in a totally different vein. It, how it, can this be from the same guy? I I would find it very hard. I, when I look at, and I'm not saying nobody could, but I, I I look at Sin City and someone obviously knows the rules to break yeah. in order to sure. tell, visualize that 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 type of story with yeah. with just the black and the white and whether and you can just I mean and a lot of it just relies on okay. A shadow is missing here, so obviously Dwight is walking around with a pipe in his hand. And it's just I mean, you just you you, you just let yourself go and, and you just you just take for what isn't there. A lot of what like Chris Omni, like like Chris's Captain America and, and Bucky commission he has. It's yeah. like it's just straight up black and white and, and you can see like like the motorcycle tire or or, or the the seed things like things that are missing because Chris didn't draw that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go back to the well. Jack proved it doesn't have to be right. It just has to, has to look good. 
You know yeah. I mean? your, your anatomy doesn't have to be 100% dead on every time. Just make it look right, good. Right. Fake it. You know, but I, I will say there, I, I can pick two guys, only two guys who could have knocked it out of the park on Sin City, uh, as to the degree that Miller did. And it's Wally Wood and Jim Steranko. Oh. I would love to see. Okay. Well, Steranko, oh, his, and yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You know, because they worked in the same vein, not as extreme as Miller, where you had the the the, the lights and the darks pushed to wow. But Stranko's been doing right. that his entire I career. So wish my my only problem with that statement is that anyone could have done this but Miller. And I, Sin City is Frank Miller. Sure. From from writing to art to present, it's you know, and that's like saying the only other person I can see drawn the first hundred issues of Fantastic Four is. Right. And, and you're just like, yeah, you know what? No, no. no. This it, it, it is it is this this is Frank Miller. It's it's like, you know, who else can and the only other person I could see is like being the creator of Star Wars. It's like no there but is there, is it, Daredevil it, any less Frank Miller? Um it's a different Frank Miller yeah, that's what I'm saying but, yeah, well, yeah yes it is because it because Daredevil is is Stanley and and Wally Wood and Gene Colan and and it's a bunch of other people where Sin City in its comic book form is purely distilled Frank Miller and he hasn't oh, been able to get it. see I gotta disagree with you there De- Miller's Daredevil is not Stan Lee and and Gene oh, Colan no, and and no 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 Miller's Daredevil is Miller, but oh, but but Miller but right yeah but 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 Miller had the roadmap that 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 I I see where Chris well, is going. sure yeah but, but I mean he infused yes. it with everything well, Miller's Daredevil isn't like any Daredevil that came before it depends how you want to slice it's, it because it's could, the same character but characters in costume it's it's someone else's creation Sin City is Frank Miller's creation. From the beginning, but well, they're all, but the they're all, well, cre- yeah, the wait, wait, but, but Frank Miller's Sin City is his creation, but it's all culled from everybody else's creation. Well, that's what I was going to say. It all depends on. It's all subject to interpretation here because, yes, Daredevil Miller's Daredevil is much different than Daredevil, but to Chris's point, it is still the character and the look and yeah. the history. But I, to Vince's point, I see your point too because, like, when I think of like Watchmen, which I'm on record as saying, I still think is the best comic work ever done you know it's it's yeah it's alan moore's creations but they're charlton characters like so he took uh he took something and made it his own but it's still it's still an homage to something else and it's drawn there are aspects of it directly drawn from something that existed yeah so i i I think you're both right it's just it's the way you cut it but i think at the end of the day um both of these things as well as ronan um speak to and 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 dkr although DK2, DK2, don't forget that. <laughs> um, it speaks yeah, to why I think maybe the maybe this generation won't or doesn't appreciate Frank Miller for really what he was, because whether he was taking at his pinnacle, whether he was taking pre-existing licensed characters or his own things, he was creating masterpieces, and that's not easy to do. There aren't many creators that could say they did both. How many creators can say they created more than one masterpiece? Alan Moore, sure. Okay. Jack Kirby, yeah. Stan, yes. Miller has created, to my recollection, three masterpieces. Probably more, but let's give him three. Well, yeah, right. I forgot Ronan. Daredevil, Sin City, Dark Knight, Dark Knight and, and uh, Ronan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, I, would, and, I, and I, would, I would put year one in there. 
Oh shit! I forgot year one. Saying, Duh, yeah, five. So, yeah. So then I would. All right. So, so the Frank Miller. But Frank I was kind of has his take on Batman. I'll just. Yeah. Although I still do Frank. Frank Miller is on the comic book Mount Rushmore in my shit. Opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Picking right, his Frank, nose. Yeah, but he's on there. Frank, <laughs> now my. <laughs> You know, he no, might be no. Teddy. You know, he may not be Lincoln. Or <laughs> you know, he might be there. Teddy. Now, unfortunately, whenever I think he might of, be Teddy. Of, of Frank Miller, <laughs> Teddy. Whenever I think of Frank Miller Sin City, I, I sadly also think of of Jim Lee's aping of it with Death Blow, and I really wish I didn't. Um, I don't mind Death Blow. No, it's just it. I I just I want to just, and I don't. I, I'm not saying that 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 Miller owned that style, or it was. It's just it was when I when I got the darker image, and I'm reading that, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, it was. It wasn't that it, it. Like I said, it wasn't that it was Frank's. It was just like it was obviously different than Jim Lee's Alpha Flight, Jim Lee's X Men, Jim Lee's Wildcats. This was just this was him going in a different direction, and he was he was taking Miller's Sin City style with him, and but he was so young at the time. Do you know what I mean? That's what that's yes. what young people do. They emulate. So I I, I it was don't so, hate emulate. Right, it was so, <laughs> so it was, all right. So at least he wasn't was, it he was, weird was, though to see a guy with incredible draftsmanship just throw it out the window in, in favor of uh, of of something that Miller. basically hid all the line work. Death blow. I mean, it, it, it's like he said. You know what? This elegant drawing style that I have, but, I'm just going to shit it all, and I'll see, just but, black but, it in. But, but why would he do that? But Scott Williams still linked him on that, though, right? So, but whereas as with Sin City, it was just, it was just Miller. I don't know. I, I don't even know if if Miller just you know said you know fuck it, I'm going to take a sharpie to this page and I'm going to knock it out. I don't toothbrush. know if there were any pencils. I, I don't do know what. I don't know if he used anything other than pen and ink or, or brushes. But the other thing is. Because of the um, the cover gallery that that I'm flipping through before I get to the main story, I I will say that the the the, the former Frank Miller Lynn Varley I did not enjoy the color on the covers that preceded the story on these. I just I it wow. I, I love the black and white, but I'm 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 flipping through the covers and I'm like. I just I I don't know if I just didn't need to see the color because what Miller did or did not put on the page worked, mm-hmm. but the color really didn't enhance or or bring any extra life to the images. And and she she has complimented his work so oh, much in the oh yes I mean the most obvious is are the Lone Wolf and Cub yes. covers. I don't think they've ever worked oh, okay closer cl- more closer in concert than on those. Okay. Well yeah, Dark Knight, sure. Um, Electra lives again. Mm-hmm. She, she, she's 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 three quarters of that book. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, he lives again, and and an assassin was Sienkiewicz. Right. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, but no, and and I think what um, what gave me the kick in the pants, aside from wanting to clean off the the digital bookshelf, was that um, we were the weekend before last we watched um, the Big Sleep, which is one of my favorite Bogey and, and McCall movies, and that's. Humphrey Bogart playing Philip Marlowe, and and I'm a big fan of um, To Have and Have Not, and and we're constantly throwing the Thin Man movies in the DVD player. So I mean, we I, I like 
I like that noir setting. I like the dark corner. I like I, I like those old nineteen thirties, nineteen forties movies where they didn't they didn't hit you over the head with the story. They gave you enough what you needed, and and the characters are there, and they're all no one's cookie cutter. Yeah, you know you have the thug who's going to try to shoot your hero, but you just we should call Chris the Thin Man. Each each then now we can seriously each yeah. one of them just is is unique, has their own voice, and 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 so I. I do agree with you, Vince. There, there is definitely a. Um, I, I feel that Miller was referencing those great stories from from ages because I don't when in the nineties when since he's coming out, I didn't give two shits about you know whatever was going to be Turner Classic movies or 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 those old nineteen thirties and forties Warner Brothers movies. I didn't. I didn't. You know, they didn't they didn't register in my young mind. So it's well, uh, you gotta we'll thank Renee for that because a lot of the black and white movies I enjoy are her influence. But um, I, I definitely do recommend Sin City to somebody I, to anybody really. I don't whether you want to preface Classic. it, you know, oh look at what the medium can do, or just you know, oh if you enjoy because you can't say. Well, if you enjoy Batman or if you enjoy Spider-Man or you enjoy Power Man and Iron Fist, you'll enjoy Sin City. It, it really is unique. How about yeah, good stories? If you, right, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, if, if somebody just wants to, hey, I'm new to comics, is, is it something I'd say, oh, it's, if I'm giving someone 10 comics, would one of them be Sin City? It really would depend on what else they like as far as movies and books and, and, and things like that. If they like, if they like film noir, then absolutely. But yeah, you know, Sin City is kind of a kind of a unique experience. I've got I'm I I spoiled myself. I've got the uh, the Frank Miller library sets. Nice. From, I've got, that I've, is nice. Yeah, a little smaller, bigger no, than a manga book, or no, that's the big they're, slipcase. No, they're, they're the the absolute edition size. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like four hardcover volumes in each slipcase. They're yeah, they're amazing. That's pretty they're like, uh, are they? They might be. They're either about the same size as the Hellboy artist or the Hellboy um, library editions. Library right. editions. Yeah, yeah, they're they're about that size. That's oh, you can't cool. get those anymore. No, you can't. You oh. you will occasionally see the the volume two set. At conventions and available on one, but the the volume one set, no, I had to I had to freaking hunt for that. It had gone out of print. So yeah, I've got I've got all of the what the stuff from the first movie is is in that first volume. So I've got all that like archival library edition oversized hardcovers. They're they're freaking and that for me that is the way to read it. I, I can see reading that it, easily, but yeah, I big and bold. Yeah. You know what? There was there was a lot more. Now, right next the bookshelf, right next to where I sit when we record, I have the original with the funky, close crop, shaved, not quite head of, of Frank Miller. It says I, actually, it says fifteen. Travis bucks. Bickle Miller. That's yeah, it really is. But it's it, it doesn't even have a, a dollar sign. It says fifteen bucks U.S., eighteen bucks Canada. But it's it's the um it's the first edition paperback. Of of Sin City uh, says first edition 1992 uh, dedication says this one's for Lynn, but I, I'm I'm flipping through it and I can Aww. see that I know there's there's a lot more whether it's it's the brick 
in the wall or even the wrinkles in the coat or even the wrinkles on someone's face. There's a lot more detail in the first Sin City story uh, than there are in, in the later later stories. I just agree in, with in, you. I, I'm looking, it's just, I mean, there's, even when you get to... Um, the, the, the page with, with uh, well, actually both, the facing page and the page where Marv is shoving the guy's head down the toilet, there are no pages as detailed as those two. They're, those those two pages are incredibly detailed. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I don't know. There's that close-up on his face for Chapter 5. Honest to God, with all the crags. and Oh, Jesus. It's crazy. You're making um, me want to read. Oh, there's Nancy's nipple. There you go. Um, Cut glass it, with those nipples. It's When you get to um, Elijah Wood's uh, Claw Boy, you never... I don't know of anybody who, who had as much... Kevin. Yeah. There's... Um, Damn. You know the part at the end when he's in the chair... You can you can see Frank Miller's thumbprints on his forehead. How he that's what he used to shade uh, Mark. Oh, you can okay. see his friggin' thumbprints. Oh, love it. Yes, you're making yes, me want to yes. read this even, again. Even in the paperback, you should read it again. Um, and since you just mentioned the toilet bowl scene, and in the next scene is 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 Marv playing Batman fl- leaping off the fire escape. You have I'm full of shit. There's a lot of detailed pages in this thing. Because in the in the page, yeah, don't listen to me. Punching the dude in the head. Yeah. Um, but you see how much the sound effects and the action where Marv is shoving a dude in the toilet, and you have in um in uh, was it the um the big fat kill when Dwight was pushing. Um, Shelley's abusive in air quotes boyfriend in the toilet you didn't it was just it was black and white there was nothing you didn't need water rolling down the side you didn't need any sound effects you didn't need or any major sound effects it wasn't it was he he changed even though he used a lot of the same um Scenes would repeat themselves, I guess, in later stories. The way he went about them were different. So there, there was no, there's, there's, there's no. Um, there is a lot of detail in family values too, but not to the extent of the other. There two. is, especially in the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. all the stars on Miho. Yeah, moment of silence for Brittany Murphy. Yeah, yeah, true. But uh, the um, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. But David, I will say, when you get to um, to Helen back. Okay. Kind of a kind of a sour sour like ending. It's it's just it's bittersweet is what I wanted to say because yeah, it's the last story, but it's not the not far from the best story. You know what I mean? And I'll just it, go back and reread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um no, I but so yeah. So so since City, read it read any of them. Um yeah, they're all you know, good. It's like Star Wars. I, I, I say Sin City, and I mean that first story that, that, that they've labeled a hard goodbye, which Star Wars fans now know that A New Hope is what we should have been calling Episode 4. But um, <laughs> you, you you have A Dame to Kill for, which is great because when we first meet Dwight, and, and he's the photographer, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm like, he doesn't look anything like... The, well, of course he uh, does. You know, from the different, you know, so it's, but, and, and you see as, as it progresses, you know, man, it's, yeah, Clive Owens, like, that doesn't look like you, but it, it's, um, there really isn't, I don't know if I have a favorite yet. I'll, I'll finish reading the last two and, and get back to you, but, um, I, I, I like Chris's comic Mount Rushmore idea, and I, I know that that gets 
brought up every so often. We I don't think we ever really talked about it, but I I'd, I'd have to think about my four. Like a four? Can you extend it? Rush more, dude. Can no, you extend no, it? No, it's it's a fucking list. It's not. Give me your top ten. Okay, here's my ten, and then here's five honorary, and then if those three die, then I, I'm like, no, just I want just play better. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna carve Kirby, it out. Kirby Miller Moore. And who gets the fourth spot? Oh my God! You are surprising the shit out of me. What? Is he really? Yeah, because you, you. I thought the the one you're leaving out would be the first one out of your out of your mouth. Oh, of course, Kirby's there. No, 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 Stan. <laughs> Seriously, you left. You left Stan out. He doesn't need to put Stan on the mountain. Uh, Stan, I'll, 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 I'll even it down on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Stan is Stan is pissing on the mountain. There you go. There we go, bitch. On the seventh day, Stan rested <laughs> because he was too busy stealing the other six. Does Eisner? Is my does Eisner have to go yeah, there? Yeah, of course. Ooh, Eisner. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. It's. I mean. Yeah, it's like Eisner, yeah, but then again, I don't yeah, but know. See, what, what about, what about um, William Gaines? Nah. Yeah, that's, I mean, for you. No, because Bill Gaines really didn't make comics. But he, but he brought joy to many. Yeah. Uh, I don't you know, know. Would you go with Harvey? I would go with Harvey over, over Gaines. Mm. No, I would go with Kurtzman over over Bill Gaines, and so that's I mean. But Carl no. Barks, no, no. What? <laughs> Jason automatically? No. <laughs> Come on, I'm, I'm talking about four spots. I mean, there just there are people who you just be like, oh, I can't believe I forgot him. But you know, it's stone, and once it's there, it's there. So I'd be curious to know what other people's four would be. I think this is a topic for the forum. Where can they find our damn forum, David? I think if you went to o'clockcomics.com, uh, or you could uh, hit bullpenbulletinspodcast.com slash forum. Either way, you get to the forum, sign in, as long as you're already a member. If you're not, if you're registering, I'll approve you, depending on how um, I feel about your username, and then you'll uh, you'll be able to join in. On, so. No no don't, Mobius on the mountain, Rushmore? Don't. Don't. don't don't use numbers in your username yeah. because that's a good way for you to never get approved to be on the forum. Unless it's like Big Dick 12. Then you're like, yes. Or unless you're uh, your friends with Monsta or, or someone else on the forum and you're like, dude, um, my buddy like registered back in November when you're going to approve. Look, I was with 83 forever on everything. Yeah, you yeah. were. But but see, but we knew you, and that's the thing. We we knew you from your emails and your other forums. So I mean, yeah. and, but but yes, if you're new to the show and you're trying to sign in on a forum, if if you've got like SEO shoes in your email address, <laughs> but, <laughs> I had a couple of those with SEO in them. But I mean, seriously, I will somebody please log in or sign up with Big Dick Twelve, <laughs> please. I just want somebody on our forum with Big Dick Twelve. My email tomorrow. <laughs> do, you, do you put like? Do you put someone like like Milk Kniff? Who oh think, yes. Well, I don't know. And are we just talking comics? So we're not talking. Yeah. Or, or, or Schultz. We can't do comic strips. It, it really is. Yeah, it gets, it gets it's crazy. Not- I mean, when, when, honestly, Windsor McKay needs to be on the mountain. 
It's if you're gonna get serious uh, about right. it, you know. So is it is it strips? Is it is it you know modern comics? Do we start this at the golden <laughs> age? You're looking at the waters. You're you're, you're looking at Gary George Harriman. George Harriman. Harriman. So yeah. So I mean, it's it's yeah. It's you got it's tough. Up. It's yeah, it is. It is. It's like that desert tough. island question. It's just you know. So being yeah. one more in done right. Who are in? You say he's just Kirby, Kirby and Alan Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would say definitely yeah. Kirby and Moore. But then, how do you do? Do, do you do you leave Morrison off because he is a a prodigy, a spawn of 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 Moore? Or hey, let's be honest, Morrison does live in the shadow of Alan Moore. Well, I I think he does just because of the the type of of comics that, that yeah, he, right. he writes. Um, he's 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 no less of a writer. Uh, when he when he's in the groove, but yeah, well, I think that Morrison what has what Morrison has working against him is that he's also uh, a product of the late '80s and '90s. So I don't think that we have the you know the extra decade to kind of stew on on stuff like the Invisibles that you know we can with you know Swamp Thing and Watchmen and and that, and 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 the other thing about Morrison, what is the what is the one book? That you say this Invisibles, Invisibles is is, is, is it? I still have yeah. you, know, I, you know what I would I would debate. No, it could be a, it could be Animal Man. No, no. Not, not for me. No. What, what are you gonna say? We three? No. Ugh. The best book of the two thousands. Marvel Boy. No. What? All Star Superman. Oh yeah. You know, I think All-Star Superman is is the best comic to be to be best mainstream comic of the last last 10 years. Um well, I think I think Morrison's All-Star Superman is his best superhero work. Um Yeah. But I think the Invisible yeah. is his seminal work. That's I mean I if you've really read if you've read his that. book, if you've yeah. that that's at the heart of what he's all about. That, that's him. He is King Mob. Yeah, that's him. That yeah. is that is Morrison. Is it his best work? I, do, I don't know. I need to read it. I haven't read it. Well, we didn't ask. You, know what? I thought you, you, you said what was his seminal work. I don't view that as his best necessarily. I don't. I, I'll be totally it's... honest. I love Morrison. I worship at that altar. But there is a huge Andy Warhol component to Grant Morrison. Sure. A, a lot of Morrison's fame is because of the, those two names, Grant Morrison. And he, and he, he, he works off that. He does. He, he's like Andy, you know. Uh, Andy, there was a point where Andy didn't have to paint. He would just sell the name, Andy Warhol. The name would sell itself. And that's a lot of, there's a lot of Grant Morrison, a lot of that in Grant Morrison. Yeah, where, I'm excited about Morrison Con. And, and right. A, you know, it's a, it's a cult of personality thing. Sure. But, um, yeah, you know, and for a lot of those, you know, certainly Modern Master, he's, you know, he has devotees and 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 he's the guy yeah it's it, yeah he is one of the great modern comic book creators and and is in the pantheon of of great iconic creators i don't know you know and, and this is i mean this is all great debate stuff and this is what i love about us talking is like you know but but what what constitutes being on the mount rushmore and say it's say it's four or say it's five i think it's safe to say morrison would be on dave faust's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, well, sure. and and that's the thing. You know, me. You know, it, I'm gonna pick on my personal Mount Rushmore. John Byrne is a fucking shoe in. Yeah, know? yeah, you know, yours. Yeah, he is on my Mount Rushmore. But I think you know, being objectively and and stepping back, 
there are a lot of people tonight. You have to put Stan Lee on the comic book Mount Rushmore. Stan Lee is that. Now, see, now I think if someone were to say, yeah. I'm well, now, 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 ours. No, I now, agree. He is. Now you're listening. You're listening to who we think would be on our personal Mount Rushmores. And I'm curious mm-hmm. to know if anybody who's read comics in the Wizard or post-Wizard era, you know, they'd probably have Darwin Cook on theirs. Sure. They'd probably... I mean, there would be... So I would put Robert Crumb and Gary Panner on my comics, Mount Rushmore. But then you'd be like, what? There are no, Robert Kirkman on their on their Mount Rushmore. Exactly. Younger people, yeah. yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Or sure, not even was, younger yeah, people. Yeah, people just probably people who on there. Or right. Jones. You know, I mean, yeah, it so on it's... There fucking misguided but <laughs> well Bob Kane would be on there because his daddy lawyer would make sure that the contract oh, said boy. so but oh, Neil it's, Adams it's, that's oh I'm not going to say it oh yeah. Gil Kane Gil Kane well, no, does see, much for but, but well if Neil Adams is on it you know in, in, in 25 years he's going to have to come by and redo his head so it's but the just... part the Neil Adams part of the mountain is hollow so oh, oh well it's getting bigger yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jason let's do this well, I know I was gonna I was gonna try and pick David's um, Mount Rushmore. Oh, do it! We still oh. have lots of time. Uh, I can't think of that many inkers. Oh, <laughs> nice! Uh, wow. Uh, Wagner Kane. Yeah, it's Wagner. <laughs> um, is Kevin Nolan on there? Not on mine. Not on yours. No. Not on mine. No, I know. No. <laughs> no, Rushmore. No. Yeah, but you don't say it like. I like. I'd, I'd like to say Burke. Oh, no, Kevin Nolan's awesome, but I mean, he is, I yeah, Rushmore. but I mean, he's, yeah. not, a he's not as prolific as I like him to be. To be on I mean, mine, I would. I, I mean, would I find love, space for Thomas, Richard. But he's not one of the four best baseball players of all time. I mean, <laughs> I, I would chisel a little space for Richard Corbin too. No. Yep. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yes, man. definitely. See, this is, no. This is, but no, you're talking about top four. He's not in the top four under any 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 logical circumstance. In terms of color and color theory and color printing processes, yeah, he is. Rushmore of he's, not, he's on. I recall that being the subject here. Not the top four of comics. He's on Vince's top four. Right. No, well, no, not my, he's not on my top four. No, no that's what I'm he's, saying. He's so. up there, but it, yeah. Like, uh, how do you leave Bernie Wrightson out of there? Exactly. He's, so, so Corbett's actually one of the people carving the mountain for you. And it, Yes, the mountain has big breasts. And there Corbett were guys carving, that if, yes. if, if they were more prolific, they definitely would be like, like Michael T. Gilbert, like Dave Steele. Like Zach would definitely be on mine. Absolutely. So, oh. I mean, it's just... Jim Calafiori's on mine. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Dude, I don't like that. <laughs> Jim Ballant too. Jim Ballant, yeah. There's the big tits. That is your boy. Oh, for, for, I love for, him. For me, Barry Windsor Smith. Oh hell yes, yeah. You know he deserves a spot. It's a silly. You know what? It's a cool topic. It's a fun topic, but it's ultimately it's very silly because there's really uh, who do you leave out? There's there's people that have done great things for comics and yeah, to say, pick just four nah oh, it's too hard mentioned, you mentioned movies but we haven't mentioned people like Tezuka I mean I don't know how Te- you can yeah Tezuka but we're talking about comics stop oh. it oh. dude dude Tezuka please don't don't even he said Tezuka please like, like, like <laughs> please. guy says Kevin Nolan <laughs> and then he fronts on Tezuka <laughs> well, how about you Tezuka. know what since we're on the subject Tezuka. Mignola why not Mignola Oh, that's Min- Mignola's done great things for comics. Yep. You know, I, I think he's there with Morrison as far as like you know the modern master that the people because he's still 
he's still creating stuff, and the book hasn't been. Cl- it's easy for us to to say with like Kirby that because sure. the book has been closed, but mm-hmm. Mignola still may have his best work to to complete. You know, Darwin Cook. I think Darwin Cook may still Shit, have Cook, that yeah. great work in front of him. You did. I'm sorry, David. What's no, when, I, when, I, no, when I was when I was talking about newer readers, anybody reading from the post, I didn't hear you. It's all right. I'm just saying that you know. But I mean, but that that's what launched into the whole. But if we're going to do hierarchies, right? So you have Alan Moore, and underneath Moore would be obviously Grant Morrison. Uh, in, in, under Frank Miller would be Mignola, because I think Mignola owes a lot to Frank Miller in terms of his 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 style. John John Byrne would disagree with you. That's okay. So Ted McKeever would disagree with me too. George Perez. Well, I mean, Mignola. I mean, there was the John Byrne Mignola relationship. I mean, fuck John Byrne. Uh, what he scripted the first uh, Hellboy story, right? He did. Well, that's it was in their next man. Next man. Yeah. And, and Mignola and and well, Mantlo wrote it and and Jerry Talia inked it. But I mean, when when um, Mantlo and Mignola switched with Byrne to do Alpha Flight and Byrne went to do Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. But but the, 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 the germ of Mignola's style was still there even way back on Alpha Flight. It, oh, yeah. He, he wasn't pushing the strong blacks and whites, but the, oh, the line kinda, was there. Sort of Cosmic the, Odyssey. The, 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 oh, yeah, the angular. Uh, yeah, it was, it was there. Yeah. How do yeah, I write this in the damn show notes? It's all over the place. All over the place. That's it. All over the place. A guy, a guy that doesn't get mentioned in like the pantheon because I think he's part of that that second generation of of creators, and you look at his fingerprints; they are fucking all over the place. Is Roy Thomas? Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Roy Thomas in in like the history of comics, and not not only that is maybe I mean I would I would call him comics' greatest fan. It, yeah, but then again, that's a hierarchy thing. Do you do you you got to put Roy Thomas under Stan Lee? Stan Lee groomed yeah, Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas was yeah. the second editor in chief at Marvel. But you look at, at how I mean, a guy that Stan Lee never worked for DC, um, you know, and Roy yeah. Thomas has has worked for multiple companies and and kind of been you know I and then maybe under Roy Thomas you have Mark Wade because I mean now we're talking about the historians of the medium who also work. Yeah. English, yeah. Well, so, look, I mean, what we're getting at is no, this is no different than any other like Hall of Fame debate. There's lots of people that I think we could we could come up with a pretty uh, wide ranging list where we generally agree belong in a Hall of Fame, if you will. But it's you know when you start talking about the top one or the top two or three of all time, it's 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 very much subjective. It's you know, just, I'm disgusted in myself. We forgot one of the most obvious choices. Jingle. And my brother Zach is going to kill me. Ditko. Yeah. You know that. That's, I, that's, yeah. No, um, but to me, well, see, I don't even. I mean, I can't. Such an odd case, such an odd case because obviously his early stuff is without. Qu- I mean, the guy, the guy, you co-created, created whatever Spider-Man, and but then you have years of really prolific work that no one has read. But it doesn't erase the work. The work is still there. Yeah, but we're still talking about a consumable product that, you know, at some point it's gotta it's gotta be sold. Okay, and but I'll, I'll I'll be honest. The the work that came after Amazing Spider-Man is all still 
in the Amazing Spider-Man template. Doctor Strange, no, that's that's its own little entity. I don't think he ever went back to that well, to the extreme that he did in, in those old stories. But Amazing Spider-Man begat almost everything Ditko did after. Even what the Mr. A stuff? Well, that's his stuff, yeah. that's. that's I, don't, I, I even hesitate to call that... Well, there's 20 years of Ditko's self-published, at least 20 years of... And he's of still doing it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. It you know? is crazy, but there's there's a magic in the craziness. You uh, And all this, I'll be honest with you, all the stories are exactly the same. Exactly. <laughs> he he yeah. keeps pushing that, 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 that agenda that he has. Yeah, and and they're all basically the same story, but you, you, there, there's a, there's an energy to them and, and an enthusiasm that you don't see in 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 other stuff like mainstream stuff. There's they have possessed nowhere near the same amount of energy as a, as a a contemporary Ditko book, and the dude is is almost like ninety. Yeah, you know, Hall of Fame. I don't know if he's on Mount Rushmore. Mm, well, again, Art Adams. Uh, be a sexy ass mountain. That's see that, that that's that's my issue with some of them. Yeah, Adams isn't prolific enough. Same thing with Steranko. He just didn't. Yeah, do right. Enough. Yeah, Dave's but man, what is what what the extant stuff for Steranko? Wow, what a contribution. Same thing with Dave Stevens. I mean, I just think their stuff was exactly. they, weren't, they weren't prolific enough. For, for Zeta, oh, yeah, for Zeta, yes. Frazetta. I mean, Frazetta, I think, is arguably, well, you know, in terms of like Hubert, Jesus. artists, you know, what I mean, he's, he's probably Joe? prominent and respected than almost anyone you've mentioned, but, but yes, as a, as well, a comic book illustrator, yeah. I, I think Hubert is probably the, the most, um, uh, probably the most, um, deserving to be on the mountain. You know, obviously Hall of Fame, but you want to look at, at prolific and the influential. Uh, the the influence on the industry and the quality of work over decades. I mean, the yeah. guy he worked over like seven, nine decades. Something it was something ridiculous. Um, oh come on, how about Severin? Uh, well, well, read it. But I think Hubert. I think Hubert. You can make a serious case for him being on the mountain. Me too. I could do it. Whenever you, whenever you think about, you know, the school and its influence on top of, of what he did. So yeah, so you got, you got Kirby, Moore, and, and, and Kubert. So are the, I think the three that I can agree on. I could sell a match to the devil if I wanted to. So I can, I can make a case for any of these guys. Yeah, you can't convince me on Corbin. <laughs> well, we'll just leave it at that. <sighs> Jason. Vincent, let's about. let's do this. We got something we to talk Wonder about. Woman? No, oh, oh no, we can. I see. Save, yeah, save we can. One, we... Save, save that one to next week because I've I've like. Oh, all right. Okay. Like Let me just check the 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 time here. All right, we got we got time. I want to talk about a a a book that took me extremely by surprise. I did not expect. The final product to be so uh, artistically sound, based on what what came before, obviously. Um, it, it's from Image Comics, written by Mister Brandon Royal Boiler, King City Graham, and it's drawn by uh, a bunch of people: Simon Roy, Farrell Dalrymple, Giannis Milo Giannis, and Mister Graham himself. Yep, I, I, I'm talking about Profit. Yes, profit from from the old um, uh, extreme days, uh, yep. a, a Rob Liefeld creation. 
and uh, I think I, mean, I don't know if it was Rob or if if he was he was nudged in the direction of Brandon Graham by somebody or or if it was just a a meeting of the minds. But I think bringing in Brandon Graham was an extremely wise choice. Yeah, it's analogous to uh, when X Force became the Peter Milligan and uh, you know and uh, Alred thing. It's just right. completely not what the, you expect. It's just, no, the, the the guy elevates the character. Uh, and the narrative far beyond uh, the humble extreme origins. I mean, initially, uh, and, and let's be honest, Liefeld's prophet pandered to the the, the lowest common denominator. It, it, at the time of its publication, it w- it was all about the in your face. I mean, the very the very name of his studio, the extreme, right? It, it it was it was big muscles, big big guns, uh, sexy women, and 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 just like in your face action. Uh, well, let's be honest. Profit was basically cable. I mean, that's basically what it was. Yeah, it's true. But I, and I think um, I'll be honest. The appeal for me in Profit, the the rewards of the book were were solely because of Stephen Platt. I, I adored Stephen Platt's artwork. Uh, it, everything was just like slathered in sumptuous detail. You had uh, like the very weapons that these characters carried around. Everything was scratched and notched, uh, beaten to hell. I mean, there wasn't a brand new gun in the book ever, you know? Uh, clothing was torn. If somebody had a cape on, there was a million bullet holes in it. They're just like big, big, big gaping scratches rips in, in in the in the the capes and their clothing i think the laser burns on stuff the guys had had huge muscles that that were just like rippling under the weight of these massive weapons and then the women right platt could draw a hell of a woman so like in, in excruciating detail i mean I, I think that's why he was so slow because the the dude obsessed on everything even his signature <laughs> looked like it took an hour to draw but the, it, some of that attention to detail is is brought into this new series but not only in the visuals it's in the the narrative as well i mean there is deep deep detail in this story it, just like incidental characters that just pass through or events. I mean, you could tell that Brandon Graham sat his ass down and thought about this world. Yeah. And, 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 and then, uh, thought about it again and then did some more thinking. I mean, everything has a purpose and, and it's all fleshed out. We, we talked about this. I don't even know what episode it was, but we covered the first issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a nutshell, John Prophet is symbolic, symbolically birthed into this incredibly hostile environment. I don't, you know, I don't even think hostile doesn't even begin to cover how brutal and, and unforgiving this 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 strange world is. Right. And he and he goes to extreme <laughs> lengths to illustrate this fact. I mean, he he's infused the book with like this recurring theme of domination. That's what I got from in the first three issues alone. You, you get, we talked about this before, but just to illustrate, the, um, the domode wolf pack, these, these yes. wolves are overtaken by these brain parasites, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in the third issue, as Prophet is, is climbing this tower of Thawilu Va, he encounters these, these subservient creatures, the, they're called the crystal blessed. And their brains ha- have been transformed into crystal. And it, so, so, so you have these these creatures, 
and he's illustrating this this the concept of like the loss or surrendering of the self see the world is so vicious that that an organism isn't even safe in its own body you, you, you so so you have all this shit storm around you you can't even take some solace in the fact that your body is your own because it's not there's shit out there that will take you over and and and, and it's just uh, time and again he just slams this down your throat um i i think like orkstein and it's it's odd that orkstein should be so you know conceptually tied to this book because they're both about world building i think the first yeah. two, three mm-hmm. the first three issues alone brand uh, graham is just like it's disgusting how much thought went into this. Like in the second issue, John Prophet shovels shit, literally shovels shit in in this 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 human centipede like alien caravan where these creatures are are tethered ass to face. You get this huge creature in the lead, and, and he's eating up all this stuff, and and the the feces that that leaks from his you know backside is there are creatures that shovel the 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 feces into the the gaping maw of the second beast in the chain and so on and it keeps going down the line until you got the the the, the stuff pouring out of the pooper of the caboose is used like there's there's a value to this stuff there's a reason why these these animals or these creatures are are, are linked because the stuff that that's plopping out the last creature is called cicade Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's used to build uh, domes uh, or building material because the the desert in which these creatures live is is so nasty that there's these these teeming clouds of insects that ravage everything like buildings and creatures they just go on and just eat the shit out of everything so so they use this this cicade stuff to fortify their buildings and, and in fact the the reason why john takes the job on board this this taxa caravan it's called in the first place is because the the caravan is protected by a force field if if it wasn't protected by a force field they they would be eaten by nasty ass bugs so it's like he has to get from point a as instigated in the first issue to point b and that's in the third issue but on the way there you would think okay he just gets in a bunch of adventures but there's 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 a reason jason did you i i took as much i marveled as much in the little things in this story as i did the story like writ large well, I think that's the point, right? I think I think the the details are what this book's all about to me. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not even sure six issues in that the that the overall story is all that no. you know um, innovative. I don't. I mean, I, th- I think the, the the sort of high level narrative, the journey that he takes over the six issue arcs, relatively. Uh, classic. It's been done many, many times. I don't but know. I think issue three is a is a huge. No, well, no, no. Again, I'm, I'm not going to spoil because you asked me not to. But I'm saying that right, I think but the, the six issue arc of of if you just sort of were giving giving an elevator pitch of what of what happens in the in the in the, this first arc, I don't think is all that innovative because it's 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 a classic story that's been done many times. But it's all of the world building. It's all of the little details. It's 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 that's what makes this different and distinct. I mean. You know, and it's and the thing that I love about it is because it really is alien. You know, I mean, it's one thing totally. to say, "Oh, an alien world," and then you know, like, and and I'm a big Marvel fan, so I don't mean to use this as a as a bad example, but you know, 
the Shi'ar are humans with feathers, you know, the mm-hmm. scrolls are humans with, with lizard skin. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 they're still humanoid. Whereas this, every creature is unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, their mouths are in different places. You have crystalline creatures with legs. You have, you know, amorphous gelatinous things that, that, that act as symbiotes to provide him with life support. I mean, and also help him translate. You just have, you know, he, he, there's a part where he, he meets up with his handler and you know she she's this disgusting creature and she makes him bang him and then and then she goes to take her payment she cuts open his insides and pulls out a little embryonic alien organ that that they say was his payment to her so that she her race can start procreating again i mean these little things which are really not at all germane to the overall story but in and but but collectively make the story something special but they are right collectively they are important to the story because they become they become the thumbprint of the overall narrative. I mean, you could say, okay, well, I won't spoil it, but th- there's a reason John Prophet exists. He has something to do. He does it, and it leads to something else, right? Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's anybody could tell a story. It's the way in which the story is told well, that makes it that's unique. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, it, it, the deadliness of this world it just i was taken aback at how nasty it is i mean he well, and, profit, and profit fits right in i mean everything basically consumes everything else it's eater like be eaten yeah yeah the second anything dies around around something it, it's eaten i mean profit's it's the true. same way anything that he finds whether it be carrion or something <laughs> he killed or something rotting or even his you know his own body parts he, he's willing to yeah. take it and, it's and it doesn't stuff. matter if it's human or not if it's human he'll still eat it he has the same perspective on food that you do i know right energy fuel factory it has no yeah yeah, yeah. but um profit wouldn't even have made it out of the first issue if not for the that edge uh granted to him by the the um the dole mantle yeah. Uh, the dull mantle protects him. It, it regenerates him in in times of you know bodily uh, harm. Uh, so so he has a, a, a more than slight edge. And I, and I think if it wasn't for the the dull mantle, he'd be uh, well. I mean, he would. He would be dead. A lo- uh, there are a, a number of instances in this book where Prophet would not have survived. Um, so he he spit out into this savage world and he's driven by this overpowering need to climb this tower of uh, Thawilu Va and touch the God satellite. But why? The G period, right? O period, D period. Right, the God satellite. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, but I will say that uh, the third issue kicks this series in, into an entirely different direction. It, it, it's it's like a... a, a a conceptual M80. Boom. I mean, you, you can't parse through the third issue without taking a moment and just, well, I, I couldn't. So, uh, I couldn't parse the third issue without just stepping back and saying, holy shit. I mean, you, you had a vista in the, uh, in the up, leading up until the third issue. And then at the end, it's just spread wide open. I mean, the story is big. I may be infusing it with more importance than uh, I just thought it was brilliant what what Graham d- did to the story, but when, and it's even more brilliant when you compare it to the original stuff. To, sure. to take to take Liefeld's profit and turn it into this, it's almost inconceivable, right? It's amazing. It's 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 a it's a it's one of those rare examples of um, 
of creativity. You know, we were yeah. just saying that there aren't a lot of new new ideas. And and again, I don't think the 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 high act structure of this is is all that creative. But it's all the it's all the details. It's it's uh, Brandagram is is not at all burdened by the um, the underpinnings of, of 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 our the way we normally perceive as reality. Right. He's he's he, he challenges that at every turn, and that's uh, that's pretty cool because you know you can pretty quickly alienate people with that. Uh, no pun intended. I mean, you right. you can make it almost to the point where it's completely nondescript and and it just loses people. Um, and, to and his credit, people- he doesn't completely distance himself from the original prophet. That is correct. Yes. So he was smart in the fact where there is a bone thrown to to old, you know, prophet readers, but it's it's not. I don't think it was essential. It adds a nice little touch to the story, but you know, it, it's it's pretty damn cool. Um, Who's but, your favorite and, artist and, in the bunch? Um, I think this Milo. Uh, Giannis, Milo No Giannis. I think the the issue six, uh, the the artist for that was definitely my favorite. Okay, yeah, I liked it all. I like Graham's art. I like uh, uh, Simon Roy's art. Farrell's great. Uh, yeah, that's really the thing. Horrible. And the, the um, well, I can't. The 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 last two pages of of Dale Rumpel's uh, arc are just incredible. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but you, you said that. that- Oh, go ahead. That you were talking about how uh, the this thing is infused with, um, uh, let's just call it a level of creation that wasn't in the first, the original series. Lightning struck twice because, from what I hear, this glory that that Joe Keating and Ross Campbell did, they they, they and I'm waiting on the trade. I ordered that. Uh, it should be coming soon. That the, a lot of people say, you know, so far removed from the original. But if you know Ross Campbell stuff and Joe Keating's, I mean, it's aesthetically, it's it's super sound and you know, beautiful to to look at. And it's so glory, really. I mean, you remember the old glory books? It was all TNA. It was it was tits for the sake of tits, and and that that worked back then. It was the '90s. But it's not the 90s anymore. And I'm so glad that these books are taken off. Who would have thunk? I don't know how Bloodshot is. Isn't that another one that they're doing? Bloodshot, yep. that's... That looks to be more like more in the vein of the old stuff. I mean, it's not a sea change like Glory and, and, and I Profit. I haven't read it, so... Oh, you mean Bloodstrike? Blood strike. blood strike, yeah. Did I say blood? Blood, sh- yeah. blood shot, blood strike, blood something. Uh, it, it, blood it's something. It's different, but you know what? I, I can't think of a currently published analog to profit. It, it's exceedingly unique. It really is. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing I liked about the the arc is that uh, the issue that Brandon Graham draws. Mm-hmm. You know, he he. I, although I love his style, I do think his style is is quite distinctive. From I would say the other three. Are relatively similar in 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 their aesthetic, at least in the way they chose to go about drawing this book. But yeah. Graham is very different. You know, he's he's much more you know graphical, and I liked that he chose to draw the issue that really was uh, not standalone, but but involved a, a setting and characters that that were that were different from the rest. You know, I mean, yeah. like they were like those like kind of you know like robotic sort of hybrid creatures that 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 were much more. I think befitting of his his 
his more you know rounded and and graphical style. Mm-hmm. So I just I appreciated that because I think it would have been kind of uh, in, his style drawing in the same setting that the other issues take place would have been I think in stark contrast to the others. So mm-hmm. I really thought that that was a, a smart choice on his part. It's almost like a cleverly planned interlude. Yeah, because, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. Do, it does relate to the story at large, but it, it it it's not. I mean, because in issue six we pick up with the things we, some of the things we saw in issue yeah. uh, four, right? But we shouldn't yeah, be surprised four. by all this because you know, again, having talked about Brandon Graham before, you know, he is all about the details, right? I mean, that's really yeah. what that's 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 where he makes his mark, you know. Um, does wear his Mobius influence on his sleeve, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, if you're influenced by one of the greatest comic artists ever, that's I, who can slight you for that? Yep. Yeah. But again, and another uh, thing of, of which you should be aware is the trade, which collects profit number 21 to 26. They picked up the numbering from the old series. Uh, it's only $9.99. Yep. Yeah. I got it half price at Discount Comic Book Service. Our sponsor was only like five bucks. Mm-hmm. What the hell? You cannot go wrong. The awesome awesomes. Totally surprised by these series in a, in a pleasant way. So yay, Christopher, you still with us, buddy? Oh, oh no. What? 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 Stop. Let me see what time we got. He's not sleeping. He's probably Where doing something. Yo, no. that's all right. Don't want to hear about profit. It's okay. Oh, that. Probably out oh, there uh, walking the dogs. No, I was gonna say um, chiseling his uh, personal Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> the chip away, the chip away set. Remember chip away? Chip away. away. Didn't you nice. ever have the chip aways? Uh, I don't think I time. did. Oh, the, we we Jason, they were fuck that. They were uh, plastic, very hard plastic statues that were dipped in this this. Substance of lesser hardness, and they actually gave you a, a hammer and a chisel, and you just chipped the shit away, and you had the statue underneath, and you painted it. Bam! Chip away. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Boom, Sherlock. Nice. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't give you the damn statue and let you paint it, but you had to chip the shit away. All right. Before we we end this, David, guess what? I, I was going through some boxes, and uh, I found an old old wallet, mm. and guess oh, no. what I. F- <laughs> it could have been. Guess, <laughs> guess what I found in the wallet? $2 bill. No. A, My a rusty old uh, 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 MMMS card or a foam card? It's a card that uh, certifies my status as a gold level member of the McFarland Toys Collectors Club. Oh, no way. This is to certify that the holder of this card is a 1996 gold level member wow. of the McFarland Toys Collectors Club. And I was number 7,097. Dang, I'm he keep, saw that I'm that many members? It. Oh, he saw a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Todd I, mean, was, that's a, I mean, that's a lot of gold memberships. Jeez. Yeah, I forget what that thing was like twenty bucks for the membership, but it was worth it because he lets you in on some exclusive figures that mm-hmm. you can only uh, get through the. So yeah, yeah. For the for the releaks. Yeah. Dude, there was you, nothing you, better than like mail order exclusive figures for like oh, stuff yeah. from yeah. American Entertainment. Oh, dude, or like getting the GI Joe figures, <laughs> or getting the Refrigerator Perry or the Sergeant Refri- Slaughter. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter, yes. Oh yeah. The Penthor. Whew. Oh, those are the good times. Times, man. Yeah. My son says, hi, daddy. Get going. Get going. 
You should be in Stop. bed. You take your shower. Dude, what is he doing awake? Doesn't he have school tomorrow? Dude, he never sleeps. He never sleeps. Dude, you gotta lay down that law, son. I know, I know. I keep beating them, but they they keep sending messages home from school. You know why? Because your son goes to school. Oh, that would be so nice. Anyway, <laughs> this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics. Well, we're wrapping brought... up before two hour mark. No, we got two. No, no, we're exactly at. So travels. It's ten fifty-four, yeah, dude. My yeah. air travels might go on for a few minutes, so. Good. That's wonderful. Good. Um, Right. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite books and collectibles at huge Wamba discounts, 35 to 75% off. Remember the code, David? EOC8. EOC8 will net you an extra 8% off. You're already hugely discounted order, and you can get books like this there. Um, it's a studio mate of Mr. Brandon Graham. Uh, James Stoko ah. is currently working on a Godzilla project called the Half Century War for IDW. I won't give away any of the details, but I will say, what? Can you use my iPad? Yeah, take my iPad. Don't download no, crap. Go to sleep. Start for porn, yeah. <laughs> but I, I will. Uh, go ahead. I'll pick it up after you guys are done. Oh, pick it up. In your travels, I'm going to recommend um, a... Uh, not a lot of people probably know this character. Jason Aaron is writing an Incredible Hulk arc called Stay Angry! Exclamation mark. And it's... Um, and and I missed the first chapter of this, but I've read uh, two, three, four, and five, so I'm waiting for the, the, the finale. Um... And basically, Bruce Banner is the warp, the range individual, and the Hulk persona is the one who has to keep it together because Banner has him going on these um, elaborate scavenger hunts where he has to um, pick something up while visiting backwater hillbillies of Atlantis or... um, He's transported to a satellite that is uh, inhabited by grizzly bears, and or he's he's uh, he's sent to an underground prison where he ends up fighting Ben Grimm and Logan, and. It's all part of Banner's master plan to um, seems to eliminate the Hulk to, to, to eradicate this this persona from from his existence. And and you've had art by uh, Pascal Ferry, uh, Carlos Pacheco, um, Tom Rainey. There's just been different artists on on each of the arcs. He's had to he's had to actually confront Yeti. And Sasquatches and Craven the Hunter, and mm. there's just been some crazy stuff going on here. Jason Aaron is is having a blast telling this story. Um, I, you know, for for an it to pick, I, I'm I'm not a fan of um, the Hulk is basically bald throughout this entire arc, but you wouldn't know by looking at the covers until the last. The, the fifth part cover actually shows a bald Hulk, but and also only shows Wolverine, so you really don't know that thing as part of the story as well. But it's it's 
Aaron, I think, did a really great job of um, of of throwing the witty banter between uh, Thing and Wolverine, and um, I mean, they they were just it was almost like they were going to do rock paper scissors to see who would uh, take the Hulk down first, and then they see how mad the Hulk is, and and they're they're each pointing at each other, going, "All right, you got this." And it's just it's it's clever. I. I really need to find the first part so I can see where where it starts. Um, I think Dylan might have Steve Dylan might have drawn the um, the first chapter, but I'm really interested to see where it wraps up. I don't, you know, I know that uh, I was not in any way, shape, or form a fan of the first issue of this Jason Aaron Incredible Hulk run because it it, it mostly had art by friends and associates of Mark Silvestri and <laughs> Agreed. I, I really didn't care where it went from there so I just I avoided it like the plague and then um, Andrew Shaw mentioned that uh, he's been digging it he sent me the digital codes and, and I've been you know it, it's one of those it that and Amazing Spider-Man like as soon as he gets the code that's like one of the first books I read and uh, and I've really been enjoying it so when, when this does wrap up definitely check it out it's 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 a totally different different Hulk story. I mean, we, we Chris mentioned season one at the beginning of the show, but obviously we've had the Peter David era where you had the multiple personalities and 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 you know and, and being in charge of the Pantheon. You've had John Burns era where he separated Hulk and, and Banner and he brought in the Hulkbusters. There's, I mean we've had we've had Hulk through the years where, you know, if you're a continuity buff, I think you'd still probably enjoy this just because it's different. It's out there. It's, it's crazy. And, and I really do think that it, it's going to be a lot of fun when, when it, when it finishes, I would definitely say that, that this is a, a story that you can give to somebody and just say, have fun with it. It's interesting. Cause I, I had, I have to admit, I, I, I wasn't long for the new Hulk series because of what you said that Sylvester stuff yeah. quote unquote Sylvester stuff was yeah. hurting me but uh, I'll give this a, yeah, I'll re-engage with it because I love as you know I love Jason Aaron so um, it takes a lot for me to just give up on him but the, but uh, glad to hear the art righted itself yes good Vince should I go or are you going to jump back in how am I doing You're good well mine's very short because I'm not going to give anything away it is the, only the first issue um, like I said from IDW I can very confidently say it is the most visually electrifying take on the big G since Art Adams. I I have no yeah, yeah. Um, super deep levels of detail. I mean intense, excruciatingly uh, delineated detail. Every well, if you're a fan uh, or if you're familiar with Stoko, you know how just how how. In, intense the man can get every scale on Godzilla's body is drawn every window of every building every um, brick in the wake of his destruction you can see uh, it, it's 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 stupid how detailed this thing is um, but it's it's gorgeous I loved every page of it it's a very simple story and I think you should go get it because it is magnificent Jay you know what I wanted to say during the profit thing I was kind of ticked that the trade was not released as a hardcover that's how good it is uh, you ain't lying I would love to have seen that in hardcover form but it would have been $10 I know time. that's okay yeah maybe they'll do it oversized and I'll buy that shit up too so yeah, yeah Godzilla um, The Half Century War by James Stokoe written and drawn by James Stokoe it's great stuff nice yep. nice 
So now you go. I'm going to assume we lost Chris permanently. I don't know. It's very strange. But um, I uh, this kind of ties back into a little bit of what we were talking about earlier with the Frank Miller stuff and the crime and noir genre of comics. I um, I think like many of us, uh, am a big fan of um, the pairing of uh, Mr. Ed Brubaker and Mr. Sean Phillips. Yes. And uh, have read uh, very much, enjoyed all of their run on Criminal and Incognito. Um, but sitting on my shelves for a long time, and to this point pre- had been unread, were uh, Sleeper. Oh. Uh, which I had never uh, read. Um, so I don't know why, I just wasn't on my radar at the time it came out. And so I've had the, the two trades of the complete work uh, sitting on my shelf. So I grabbed the first volume, um, which collects the first 12 issues. Uh, this was put up by Wildstorm back in the day, yeah. and uh, it's it's it was fantastic. I mean, I, I'm not probably breaking any new ground. Most people that have have are familiar with it have read it have have, have spoken highly of it. But uh, it basically is a story um, set in the Wildstorm universe. So there are people with superpowers, but it's uh, it's in many ways an espionage uh, double agent story revolving around a gentleman named Holden Carver, who has a I guess you could say, well, I don't know if a Wolverine power is exactly right, but he's, he's got a healing factor, but also combined with that, he can't feel uh, pain or pleasure. He's, he's pretty much numb, sensory numb. So, you know, he can be shot and he won't feel it, and then he'll be heal, he'll heal quickly. And he can take the, the uh, impact of the damage that's done to him and channel it back uh, so he can kind of use that. So it's a little bit of like a Sebastian Shaw kind of vibe going on. But in either way, he is a government... Uh, agent who is planted deep into the belly of the Wildstorm Universe's criminal empire led by Tao, and he works his way up. It's um, it's it's not dissimilar to like what we saw with Chuckles and the GI Joe Cobra stuff. He he goes so deep that he begins to, for some reasons, out of his control, and for some reasons because he's making conscious choices. You know, he gets so deep into that you he even he starts to wonder whether he he really is a on the side of the good anymore um and in 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 no surprise to anyone that's familiar with with Brubaker it's it's masterfully crafted the characters are all they're not simply cookie cutters you know for the sake of it that each character is 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 uh is richly detailed there there's actually pretty cool way that he works in the origin stories a lot of the characters as part of the narrative um, and, uh, and each one is, 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 is unique, uh, and enjoyable. Uh, and it's, uh, it was great. I, I, like I said, I've read the first 12 issues now, have the other volume sitting here and, um, I don't know what took me so long, but, but this is, is, is great stuff. And it's very much, I'd even go so far as to say, I think this is a, a tighter work than incognito has been so far. Um, which is not to disparage Incognito. Yeah. Um, and I would say that on the flip side, I think Sean Phillips today, Sean Phillips is very good in this. He's great now. So I think there's a little bit of a trade-off in that front. But but to me, this story just, uh, I, I can find really no flaws in it. It's uh, it's it's suspenseful. It's plausible. Um, and uh, it's re- anyone that liked Criminal, or, or has read and liked Criminal, uh, I can't see how you wouldn't have really enjoyed this too. So, um, I think Sleeper is the the pinnacle of the Brubaker Mountain. I think yeah, everything that's, everything that's else not is, Phillips though. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's a sleeper. I, I keep thinking yeah. point blank for some reason. I'm sorry. Well, point blank is, right. It should, he, Jason should read that eventually. Cause yes. It's, it's, uh, a, if it's I can a lead find my in. trade, I'll, I'll let him have it. But no, this, this sleeper is, is the, uh, the tip of the top of Brubaker stuff for me. Everything else just comes after. I, I, uh, well, I, I, I can't say it. you're wrong yet because yeah. I haven't, uh, I mean, I, I, I I'm going to definitely read the second trade. This week, uh, just because I've enjoyed the ride so much so far, and uh, and and I, I can see it certainly standing up. I mean, I love Criminal. I think Criminal's fantastic. So I, I it's it's a high bar, but I, I can definitely see, you know, these two have something special um, together, and you can see that it does, you know, predate, you know, their Criminal run. Um, How hot is Miss Misery? Oh. oh yeah, for sure. I'd let her beat the shit out of me any day. No doubt. <sighs> Put a cigarette out on my forehead. I don't care. Makes you feel better? Mm, Do it. Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. What's, what should people read in their travels, Chris? That's... Uh, um, David. Um, uh, they should read... Um, Iron Man. No. <laughs> no. Third thing, third thing down from the stack you have to your right. How do you, what? Blue Boy? I'm just saying. Whatever's, whatever's in a pile to your right, third thing down, name it. Oh, um, uh, Elephant Man. There nice. You haven't had that in a while, do yes, it? Yes, indeedy. There you go. Yeah. That's good. That, that <laughs> Dave, good the Dave Sim sequence in the last <laughs> issue of Elephant Man is really good. But, I mean, it's... It, it, it's basically re- reiteration. It's it's partly the same Im- image repeated over and over and over, but it's a strong image. It, it, uh, yeah, the last issue was really good, really strong. They're all strong, but the last issue was particularly strong because we got Dave Sim in it, and he needs our help. <laughs> he's oh, yeah. another one. Yeah. No, he's another one. He he's been is, chewing. Is he on the mountain? He's he he's been uh-huh. chewing on the nutty weed. Yeah, a little bit. bit. <laughs> oh lordy, poor Dave Sim. so that's it everybody uh we'll be back here again next week we hope you join us and uh we'll we'll you know warm up the couch for you yeah that's right yeah Yeah, probably we'll probably talk about some wonder woman yes i like that uh, i think uh, we can all talk about that so there we go there's our next you know we can all talk about that and that's one thing that i i i if you told me a couple years ago you i'll be talking about wonder woman one day i'd be like really uh i know i'm I'm especially shocked with that you're involved gonna be involved in the conversation because i I like it i think azarello's doing good things he is yeah i like it a lot all right everybody next week be here we see you yeah I have I have the, the disabled Skype auto channel bullshit called up my computer. Get rid of Oh yeah, you gotta edit that shit. Um, you, guys, you guys you guys can have the time trying to talk. That's annoying. Get it, edit the Alright everybody, see ya. Bye. 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 Bye.